This is the After Party, live with Jim McAllister and John Daly. Hello, Kim. Hello, John Daly. Well, is- hello again, I should say. That was a great Friday Fabulous Ooh. Florida. A great That's Mark great. Thompson show with uh, wrapping up with David Katz with breaking news. Good stuff. I'm telling you, the breaking news gets my my news adrenaline pumping. Sorry, I'm getting an echo. Okay. Oh. <laughs> my back. I was like, oh, echo, echo, echo. Sorry, I was having some technical issues. You know, and I, um, so I didn't hear anything you just said. Uh, oh, that just <laughs> wasn't important anyway. Move uh, on. We, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I, uh, I'm having a day. I ran out of time. I uh, didn't have time for my coffee. So oh. that, that gives you an idea. Yeah. Um, uh, we did start a poll. Uh, we were talking about whether or not we should add a news update mm-hmm. during the after party live. So if you want to answer that question, it's uh, the poll question is yes or no. Do you think we should add a news update? Um, so and what would that f- m- perhaps be, Kim? My feeling was after Nikki's show and Mark's show where I've done news most of the morning, by the time we yeah. get to the after party live, you know, maybe if there's a breaking story, I'll do it. But for the most part, we were kind of, you know, newsed out. It, yeah, it doesn't really happen. However, we got a lot of people saying, why isn't she doing a newscast? You guys should add a newscast. We received so, a lot of critical letters. We have. So we thought we'd leave it up to you guys. We've got a poll going. Weigh in. You know, how do you want yeah. us to handle it? Do you want news here on the After Party yeah. Live? Is this a news-free zone except well, for a lot of days, There's still breakers? news happening. Yeah. There's still news happening. So um, my mm-hmm. vote, my my instinct as a programming a semi-professional mm-hmm. is that uh, at least headlines maybe mm-hmm. headlines uh maybe a shorter newscast just like really quickly like the things yeah. that are really important things that have developed yeah. um but you know people are always tuning in and tuning out and a lot of people you could see in the chat they say i have to go i'm uh, you know I'm, I'm working i can't do trivia mm-hmm. people are and just like radio people are not you know listening all the Constantly. way through every show mm-hmm. the, the average person some people yeah. have the privilege and uh, ability to uh you know, to stay Heather on all says, day. maybe a sprinkling. I'm not sure how to do a sprinkling. A spritz. <laughs> a little news spritzer. <laughs> yeah. I remember one time I was in the city and you were doing, I think you were doing news. Yeah. And I call, I texted to let you know that it was um, like, the, it was starting to rain in San Francisco and you asked me to describe it. And we came down to, I think it was spritz. And then you actually, and I was joking and you actually used that on the air. Yeah, uh, of course. That was really funny. Yeah. I you mean, you I have was... to be careful when you're talking to somebody, yeah. you know, that's on air. Yeah, Uh, especially during commercial break, because you may be having a private conversation, but the other person may not consider it a private conversation. (laughs) Next thing you know, you're uh, 50,000 watts of of information you didn't want out there. That's right. It happens. Mm -mm. Well, we have big we have big news. Yeah, big news. We have reached our little show, our little our little show that could has reached. 1800 subscribers this is a big deal for us you know yeah. we're still we started in august so it's you know we started behind the other two shows right we and, didn't start at the same time that we did that big push to get people from kgo and it's a different kind of show and yeah. so this show know, was not birthed from a radio station in yeah. the bay area this show was pulled from somewhere else yeah 
It's true. But we're very, very excited. And every subscriber matters to us. And uh, all and subscribers matter. Yeah. And it's a way for us to keep growing, <laughs> keep doing what we're doing. And so we appreciate everyone who has subscribed to the show, everyone who contributes to the show in all the different ways. And that could be financially, that could be um, being here, spending your time with us, contributing in the chat with your uh, your comments and everything else. Just thank you for, for helping make uh, helping us do this. Jim asking a question. Uh, John, is there a link mm. email to send possible stories content to you and Kim? I can't find one. Yes. So Kim, uh, especially if it's news related, Kim at the afterparty.live. Mm-hmm. And I'm John at the afterparty.live. Yeah. And if you can't remember, if you send email to anything, any name at the afterparty.live, I will get it. So it could be like, Sally? I hate the show. Yeah, it could be, I hate the show at the afterparty.live. It will go to me. You but if, suck but at if you the afterparty.live. Yeah, it will go to me. If you want it to go to Kim, it has to be Kim at the afterparty.live. But yeah, you can send email. Cindy with the $10 super sticker. Love relaxing stories and animal stories instead of aggravating news. All right, Cindy. Thank you, Cindy. That's very Yeah, that's we very, appreciate the, the comment, and I really do appreciate it. I, I don't. I mean, I guess news can be aggravating. I hope I'm not aggravating you when I'm doing the news, but but thank you for the opinion, and uh, we will take it and uh, put it into consideration. Uh, Beth pulled from where? <laughs> you picked up what I was putting down. Uh, BW Rock saying the show is small and nimble. We're growing the show together as part of the yep. XKGO family. That's what yeah. we're doing. Sharing is caring. Mm-hmm. So yeah. thank you. Um, yeah, uh, Mo asking about. Kim being off three days, Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday. Yes. Do you want to address that? It's my son's birthday trip, and he loves to go to the Monterey Aquarium for his birthday and see the jellyfish. So we're doing it, and I haven't taken a vacation or time much time off in, to, uh, since last year when we went to the aquarium. Right. Back to the aquarium we go. So we have on this show put together fresh content for you. So we'll have three fresh shows, but they will be pre-recorded. Yeah. Just so you know. Like I said so, during the Mark Thompson mm-hmm. show, I looked for best ofs, but you know, yeah. sometimes that just doesn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> right? Walter best says, of, you know what? Best of what? Best of what? Walter <laughs> says, we don't really have time to do the news. Well, I have to keep it really short and thinking. Yeah, that was the yeah. original thinking. So that's why we have a poll. So, you know, yeah. when you're not sure and you, you, you want to respect... Uh, the audience, you ask mm-hmm. the audience, right? right. So uh, you can vote through the end of the show. Uh, or like, we can leave it up all day, actually. I like what, you know, we'll this is the after day. party. So I do like what Heather had to say about a news spritzer. Yeah. You know, we call maybe we call it the news spritzer and we just do like the top three stories and move on. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just the top three headlines mm-hmm. at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. We can do that after Archie um, uh, guilts you into contributing to the show. Yeah. Yes, Lori, double digits is right. He it will be 10 years old. Wow. Yeah. He's growing. Like every time you post a photo and I'm like, well, he's taller than the frame. I can't the see him anymore. Sweetest. He's the <laughs> sweetest kid. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Jim saying having Mark Thompson fill in for kid. Well, <laughs> Mark's already on the show. He's kind of a big deal. I don't yeah. know. Oh, yeah. you mean on this show? Well, he's no, on no. this show in absentia, right? We, yeah. we talk about him a lot. So. Yeah. Well, I think he prefers it that way. That's um, kind of what we how we operate now, oh. Lori, is we operate if it's breaking news. That's kind of what we do. We have. A yeah. But because we go from a... show to show mm-hmm. and um, it takes time to create like a newscast. Kim has to kind of do that. So it, oh, it, 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 it's uh, what's that? Oh, she says a nice thing to me. Thank you. Julie. Yeah. And I know people yeah. like Kim's news. I like yeah. Kim's news. So it, this, this is why we're asking you a question. You know, if it means the show is like three minutes longer, I think that's fine. 
Uh, Jim doesn't want the news, just the big stuff. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll see what the poll, how the poll ends up and what okay. you guys have to say about that. But, I'm um, interested in, in what you want is what we want to give to you. We I want, mean, the show's not a democracy, but it's pretty We want pretty to close. please you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's bring your own beer, but, you know. Happy to be here. Proud to serve. <laughs> So 1,800 subscribers. Congratulations, Kim. Yay! Woo! Uh, Thanks to all 1,800 of you. It takes a village. Every one of you is important. It takes a village on the beach to make this happen. Every sperm is sacred. (laughs) Whoa. Where did that come from? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, there was a story that we did during Florida, um, but I had already put it in before Albert... um, chose to do it so i wanted to um just quickly go over it again because i thought it was really funny but the raccoons if you didn't steal it steal if you didn't steal it the raccoons (laughs) did raccoons (laughs) stole a florida woman's doordash tacos this is a a florida woman who took out her phone and started recording when a trio of mass bandits stole her doordash taco order um this is katarina savarez and she opened the front door of her west palm beach apartment to retrieve the doordash order from talking tacos and the video is really short, but uh, it's really cute. So I just want to show it one more time. Raccoons ransacked a DoorDash order in Florida. Katerina Savares put in a late night order for tacos. When she opened the door, she saw the mass suspects. One even stood up to confront her. The raccoons got away, but Talkin' Tacos record- rewarded her with a $100 gift card. Wow. That was it really cool of them. It doesn't look to me like the raccoons stole anything. The bag looks intact. Well, here's what it says. Um, once they started hissing, I shut the door very fast. I was like, they can have oh. the carne asada. It's fine. She said she looked out after the raccoons left and she, they had eaten everything except the tortillas. Okay. So we saw it pre-theft. Uh, uh, no, I think that was that was, that was the theft because you Cause saw the she tortillas. Opened, she opens the door. We see the bag sitting on the porch like it's fine. It's not knocked over. I think they had pulled out most of it. You can see the tortillas oh. on the ground. Let's go back to the footage. Raccoons ransacked a DoorDash order in Florida. Katarina Savari Yeah, you can see the tortillas there on the ground, and there's a plate over tacos. there. So it looks when like... she opened the door, she saw the mass suspects. One even stood up to confront her. The raccoons got away, but Talkin' Tacos record- rewarded her with a $100 gift card. Yeah. Maybe they ripped into the bottom of the bag. Yeah, it's hard to tell it... from that angle. It looks like the, bar- the bag's intact. That's what but, Star says. Yeah, they broke yeah. the bottom of the bag. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Thank you well, for uh, the Zapruder film analysis. All right. You know, what we didn't see on Florida today is gators. And I'm yeah, all and for I, the anytime gators. I can throw you a gator, I'll Thank throw you, you a gator. A Florida native, a Floridive, a Florida native alligator snapping turtle found in a small English lake. How did they get there? How did it get there? This is called an alligator snapping turtle. So it's not an alligator. It's kind of a turtle, but it's an alligator snapping turtle. Weird looking creature. It's a freshwater reptile native to Florida. And I guess it surprised veterinarians when it turned up in this small lake in England. There's a veterinary surgeon at Wildside Vets in Cumbria who said the reptile, which does sport a bite strong enough to break your bones, was discovered in Urswick Tarn, which is a small lake near Ulvertson. You know where that is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it kind of looks like something like a dinosaur slash alien. Isn't like it a weird little, looking creature? Like the pet of an alien. I have never heard of, a, of an alligator t- turtle. If I saw that on the ground and its mouth was closed, I might not identify that as an animal. You might think it was just a rock or a weird stone cropping or something. 
Yeah, or like the root of a tree. But um, we have an expert um, from England, and I threw this in, in for Kim. You know, you'll understand. We got a phone call from a member of the public stating that they'd found uh, an alligator snapping turtle in a tarn, which is um, sort of like a local village pond. Fluffy would originally be from um, southeastern United States, really. They're not migratory, they're freshwater, so there's no way we got across the ocean. Uh, we would have certainly perished on the journey. I personally think that we were probably an exotic pet. They are in the exotic pet trade, and I have seen them um, in different pet shops and animal collections myself. It does almost look like a little dinosaur. I've always been into sort of Jurassic Park, so it's cool to have my own little piece of history right here with a little prehistoric fluffy the alligator snapping turtle. They're not migratory. They belong in fresh water. Mi migratory? <laughs> I was like, what did he say? Snapping. I like the way he's like, snapping turtle. Snapping turtle. Turtle. Um, yeah. The, so they think he was abandoned. <laughs> kept as a. <laughs> Heather, I was trying to avoid saying that, but you're right. <laughs> Heather says he looks like a demonic turd. Yeah. Yeah. Let's look at the. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's true. The vet says Petrified somebody probably turd. had him and didn't realize the care that was required and that it got overwhelming to take care of this guy. So they decided to release the turtle. They thought the local bond uh, pond was the best place. They're now carrying the, the, the turtle's name is Fluffy. Yeah, Did you I hear like that? that? Yeah. Fluffy. So the the vets are now caring for Fluffy. The turtle eventually will be sent to a specialist wildlife center in Cornwall. But yeah, that was a surprise. Surprise! In a little pond in England. Snapping to oh. Uh huh. <laughs> that farmer. Look at that, Kim. Oh, happy birthday! Thank you. That's so nice, Beth. You're so kind. I'll tell Jacob that you guys are all wishing him happy birthday. He'll really love that. Really nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you for the alligator turtle story. That was awesome. <laughs> Loved it. I knew you'd appreciate the visual, mm -mm. Uh, and I'm not talking about the turtle. Okay, um, <laughs> let's stay with England. This next story is about a bear cat in England. Have you heard of a bear cat? No, what's that? That's a good question. Here oh, it, it does look like a bear cat. Yeah. What the hell kind of thing is that? Why have I a never Palawan seen this before? Binturong that oh. escaped from the Dartmoor Zoo in England has been returned to the facility after being found taking shelter in a woodshed. The animal, also known as a bear cat, was spotted by a resident in Cornwood. Uh, you know where that is. Right. And, <laughs> and zookeepers <laughs> arrived in the area to find the Palawan Binturong hiding inside a woodshed uh, next to uh, an allotment. Um, the animal named Malu did not appear to be injured um, from his time on the loose. Malu's been eating well overnight and seems calm and in good health, according to the zoo manager. The team will continue to monitor him to ensure that he's doing well. At this time, the team is... Uh, enjoying a very emotional reuniting with much-missed Malu. Officials said Malu had escaped from his enclosure once before, but was later found on the zoo grounds. But yeah, isn't that cute? That's a cute guy. I like that. Yeah, he's cute. Weird, but cute. Yeah. That one looks a little bitey, that picture. He looks like he could strike. Mischievous. But the other one where he's like in the foliage, that one yeah, can he's go been, for that. Yeah, he'd been well-fed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Let's move on to what some big thing happening in the Los Angeles area. But the things that are being auctioned off at this movie memorabilia auction, you know, a lot of times I think, what are you going to do with that? And how can people spend so much money on this crap? But this stuff, 
this stuff I think is good. I know we don't all have it. No, it's not. It's not anywhere near me. But you know, they have it. They have it. Listen to what they're selling: Yoda's walking stick, as you see here, Hannibal Lecter's mask. Uh, these are the iconic film props that are being auctioned off in Los Angeles by studio auctions in Manhattan Beach. Props, costumes, production items from some of the most culturally significant films to ever grace the silver screen. That is the hoverboard from Back to the Future right? Yeah. being auctioned off. That's cool. Uh, some of the items currently receiving bids, as we mentioned, including include Hannibal Lecter's mask worn by Anthony Hopkins in Silence of the Lambs, the hoverboard used by Marty McFly, Michael J. Fox, in the sequel, Back to the Future Part 2, and an original stunt axe used by Jack Nicholson in Stanley Kubrick's horror film, The Shining. I mean, this is some cool movie memorabilia, right? Did I see a C-3PO? Uh, you did? I Yeah. Oh, it's um a fully original animatronic R2-D2 droid from the Disney Plus series Obi-Wan oh, sorry. Kenobi. Sorry, not, not, I, got them, I got them confused. Mm, C-3PO is the tall one, the shiny yeah. dude. My bad. I'm sorry. The auction. The I'm auction still losing is called... trivia, and it's not even Thursday. <laughs> the auction is entitled "The Force Is Strong" with Studio Auctions uh, about the Star Wars franchise, which is heavily represented in this auction. So this is going to be a cool one. No, I can't afford any of this stuff, but Obi Wan Kenobi is that R two D two droid. Yeah. Um, is currently the bids are in the six figures, which is to be, I guess, to expected yeah, for that I one. Mm -hmm. The interior of the droid is signed by the show's stars, Ewan McGregor, Hayden Christensen, as well as the director and executive producer, Deborah Chow. They've got props and costumes from Marvel, from Harry Potter, from Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park, the Batman franchises. Um, the studio auction says all auctions go through a vigorous authentic authentication process. Uh, they make sure that any items offered through the site are 100% authentic and original. They've got a big staff looking through all these things. All the absentee bidding is currently underway on the studio auctions website. The live auction, the end of absentee bidding will take place Saturday at 10 a.m. in Los Angeles. Also, we'll be streaming online. Again, it is called for those of you with the cash interested in the cool stuff uh it is called the force is strong with studio auctions and it is studio auctions in manhattan beach so if you buy anything let us know what you got <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um back onto the uh, the bear cat Lori yeah. says uh, it looks like an unmasked raccoon it does yeah. kind of yeah i kind of had ra a raccoon vibe to it and pauline asking was it eating tacos i think so <laughs> it's uh, raining tacos just some of these chat, uh, some of these comments here. Um, DL Wong says, "Spread the word that more contributors um, will definitely help the show. Like yeah. the show, subscribe, and contribute what you can to help the show grow." Yeah, thank yeah. you very much. It's the Thanks, only way it guys. happens. It, um, it's happening slowly but surely, organically, and um, we don't have a big radio station to publicize the show on, no. so we're kind of behind the eight ball on that. But, but um, the cool thing is, we love what we're doing, and so yeah. that propels us forward as well. Uh, will there be a show next week with Kim on vacation? Yeah, three Deidre, recorded shut up late yeah. if you want to. Yeah. If you want to explain it again, yeah, three. We've recorded fresh content for you guys. It's three recorded shows. The chat is uh, is open. 
Um, I won't be here. I'm. You may be here. I'll be in the chat. I'll be in so, the chat. Yeah. So the chat will be open. You guys will be able to comment on what's going on and other things, etc. Uh, we just won't. The show just won't. And be because live. of that, I'll be able to be more interactive. Mm -hmm. like when you're talking, it's hard to read and talk and click and right. produce and all that other stuff. So that's um, how it will go down. There's a lot of down. clicking involved. If you ever get a YouTube show, there's a lot of clicking. I'm excited about the recorded shows we've done, though, because yeah. they're really fun. The stories we found are pretty cool. So At least I think two of you them are cool. Like them. We yeah. know that. We do the third one I'm not sure about tonight. that third one. <laughs> it's going to, yeah. May or may not be entertaining. Let's see if we can pull it together, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it will be a chat party next week, BW. Thank you. Um, let's move on to our next story. And uh, it's a this psychological is... story. What's holding me back from happiness, John? Uh, I, I want to throw it's... my hands up in victory and celebrate. I think what's holding you back is the lack of vacation. Oh, well, problem <laughs> solved, friend. If you're waiting for everything in your life to fall into place so you can be happy, you've got it all wrong. <laughs> 88% of adults across the world look for new experiences to make them happy, according to a 2020 report from Oracle. Well, they would know, right? They're the Oracle. Mm -hmm. They're setting themselves up for disappointment because those perfect conditions seldom come to fruition, according to a clinical psychologist at New York University. Don't wait for that one thing to be happy, she told CNBC. I hear people say, when I get a partner, I'll be happy. When I get married, when I get a job, when I lose uh, X amount of weight, I'll be happy. Instead, find joy in the process of working hard to make those things happen. Find joy in the process of making a YouTube show, Kim. That's what I do. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're unlikely to find every single moment enjoyable, she's, she adds. And that, that's something I think about a lot of times. You know, it's okay to be unhappy. You, you know, you can't really appreciate those happy times if you don't have like a baseline. And it's not natural to be happy all the time. And it isn't? No. And oh. so, you know, it's artificial. It's kind of like sh it's kind of like short circuiting. This is my own opinion. So yeah. you can discard it and put it right in that circular fire like Kim's got right on her desk. Um, <laughs> but I feel like whenever you short circuit the system, there's there's going to be a cost, right? There's like the pendulum's going to swing both ways. Like if you do drugs, you're going to feel happy in that moment, but you're going to mm -hmm. pay the cost for that. Right. I think you have to accept a healthy balance of neutral sad glum times in 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 order to really appreciate those happy times because that's that's the way the body is right like if you yeah. have extreme you know sadness or depression then obviously you might want to seek therapy or it's um um or you know talk to your doctor about medication but i'm just saying in general a lot of people want to shut out all the unhappiness in their life and i don't think that's natural i think that's bad for you right yeah. i think it's kind of like fertilizer for the good times yeah, I don't want to wallow in unhappiness. Yeah, like I don't want to always see the negative. And so even when I'm confronted with something bad, I'm always trying to find the silver lining, right, which I think yeah. that's different. I'm talking about not beating yourself up over like feeling maybe a little depressed one day. Oh, maybe you yeah, see, feel no. low energy and you're beating yourself up like, oh, I should be happy. I have a birthday no. party to go to. But you know what, maybe you need to take that day off. Maybe there, you need is a no mental health day. there is no should be, but I do feel that happiness is sometimes a choice. Sometimes, you know, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we have to talk ourselves into, okay, I have a choice here. How I've gone through periods this? of depression and I, what mm -hmm. I know is that it's, that was not a choice. Absolutely. Like there may have been something that led up to it. And a lot of times mm -hmm. it's, I think of it as like background radiation. It like sneaks up on you. You don't yeah. know that it's happening. And all of a sudden you're like, I don't even know why I'm sad. Right. Well, and there may be something you have to process or think about. 
Totally. And there's a difference between situational depression, where you can have a right. conversation with yourself about it, and clinical depression. Right, there's a chemical a big, imbalance. Big difference. Yeah, Not yeah, that yeah. I'm saying I'm chemically imbalanced, but you know. <laughs> you know what? I would love you either way. It would be totally going through fine. Going through college yeah. was a difficult time. Yeah. Um, so anyway, back to the article, just quickly, um, some days you'll feel happier and more successful than others. Those peaks and dips make it additionally important to find ways to create your unhappiness. Mm-hmm. Kind of what, what you're talking about. Why yeah. wait 10 years, five years, or even a month when you can make small tweaks now to make yourself uh, better? I think my biggest takeaway from this is like, don't be too hard on yourself. We're all going through it. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, you know what? You may not be perfect. You're not supposed to be perfect. You're not designed to be perfect, no. right? So, like, find what works for you and focus on what you can control, right? That's one of the life lessons I've learned over the years. It's like, stop yeah. trying to control the universe. Absolutely. It's, you're just going to burn out and it doesn't work. <laughs> I find that's especially true when someone in the world is mean or... um honking at you in your car or rude to you in a store or whatever that you know it's easy to internalize that and that might have been me driving around sorry (laughs) get the hell out of the way (laughs) it's easy to internalize that and let that become part of your day and part of your experience and like you know put you in a foul mood as well because i think these things are um you know it kind of they one thing touches off another but if you realize that you make a choice that someone else's bad day doesn't affect your mood or your bad day. I I don't know. I don't know. I forgot what I was trying yeah, to say. Yeah, Lori's kind of touching on what I yeah. what uh, kind of what I was trying to get to. It's like not happy doesn't mean un doesn't mean happy unhappy. Yeah. You can be neutral and it doesn't count as happy. Um, right. Yeah, but for me, it's like I know a lot of people who are like, I'm not happy. I'm not successful. I don't have everything in line. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. Especially like the twenty year olds I know, the twenty somethings. It's just like. You need to relax, <laughs> calm down. It's okay. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Today, when I pick up Jacob from school, the first thing I always ask him is best thing that happened today. And then I'll say worst thing that happened today. And then after the worst thing, I'll say silver lining on the worst thing. And we try to find something good about the bad. I don't know if it's going to make a difference in his life. I I kind of wish that I would have been raised with that thinking, you know, so that even when there was something negative that I could try to pull the rays of light. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, The eighties were a challenging time for both of us, I think. (laughs) Yes, they were. (laughs) Um, Okay. This reminded me, remember you had the other day, I think it was Tuesday. You had this floating Island that mm-hmm. kind of looked like... Well, was I didn't re- have a floating island. I wish I had the floating you island. You presented to us yeah. <laughs> this floating island is such excess. Well, I found excess in excess in excess. Oh, that almost looks Be- like um, like a rendering. It's so it's clean. so pretty, right? So this family in Florida bought a fishing cottage, in, speaking of the 1980s, uh, and they bought it for a million bucks. Over the years, they bought the surrounding property as well, and they created this compound. It's got one main house. It's got two um, guest homes. It's got this massive uh, 231-foot yacht basin. Ooh, that was music. It's got a 111-foot floating dock and more than 1,600 feet of waterfront. Wow. This, there's nothing like it anywhere. That's what it, never the first line like it. describing the home in the listing. There is nothing like this anywhere. It's in Naples, Florida. It's in a very exclusive neighborhood called Port Royal. And it has its own name. This estate, it's called Gordon Point. Gordon Point 
may be the most expensive property to ever sell in the United States. This is it right here. It's on sale for $295 million and it is the on most- sale? On like sale. <laughs> sale, sale, Sunday. It 20% is the, off. It's the most expensive home for sale in the country, that according to the Wall Street Journal. Now, this nine-acre compound has, with all three homes, 20 bedrooms, 20 bathrooms, four half bathrooms, right? We got the yacht basin. We got well, the Brett floating like dock. Ratio. We got the, wa- the private waterfront and all starting with uh, Mr. Donahue, who purchased this land in the in 1980s for $1 million. He saw the strip of land when he was flying above it. The only thing it had on it at the time was a fishing cottage. And over the next decade or so, they built it up. They bought more land. And now they've passed away, the Donahues. They have 13 kids. They say, wow. the kids, we've all enjoyed it. But it's time, more or less, for us to move on. So, and they have a have a family foundation. The, his parents were high school sweethearts. They were devout Catholics. Thirteen kids, right? His father graduated from West Point, served the air for in the Air Force, started an investment management firm that's now called Federated Herme, um, and it's run by another son in the family. They have thirteen thirteen children. 84 grandchildren. I'm, I'm sorry. Do you even remember all of your grandchildren's names? 84 <laughs> grandchildren. 175 uh, great yes, grandchildren. I'm calling about the inheritance. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, what's, um, what's your account number? <laughs> oh, man. So the property grew in size as the neighborhood transformed and became overloaded with millionaires and business leaders, former President George H.W. Bush, uh, golfer Arnold Palmer, some of the well-known guests that spent time at the property. But this asking price, 295 mil, is uh, suggesting a new record for the most expensive home sold in U.S. history. The wow. current record holder is uh, a penthouse on Billionaires Row in Manhattan, which sold for almost two hundred forty million in twenty nineteen. Others, I mean, have it looks close. nice. I don't know if it's like most three hundred million nice home. Well, most expensive home. I've seen other homes that look nicer than that. I mean, maybe well, it's, we can't it's just see the, the inside. Yeah, maybe it's, it's just the location. location. It's the floating dock. It's the yacht basin. I mean, this isn't and if just you a call now. We'll this isn't in. a boat ramp. This is like a, we'll throw you could in dock a, staff. a you could dock a cruise ship, right? Like, yeah. So this, I mean, and it we'll looks... give you three cabana, uh, cabana boys, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> three masseurs. I've been betting it's incredible. Nine acres privacy. You know, you've got your your own beach. You've got your docks. You've got everything. No one's bought it yet, Calvin. But when they do. It will be the most expensive property ever sold in the United States. Mm. Lori's saying it's a compound, not yeah, a home. Yeah, it is a compound. It's got three yeah. three homes on it. You yeah. can see the main house there. You see the main house, and then you see the two guest houses. Yeah. <laughs> and really, honestly, 20 bedrooms isn't enough when you have 13 kids and 84 grandkids. Not big enough. They need to build some more houses out there. Yeah, you need a franchise at that point. Yeah. Uh, let's zoom out. Zoom out a little bit Ooh. to Saturn. Saturn's moon was once suggested to possibly contain hidden life in, inside of its huge subsurface o- ocean. But mm-hmm. these hopes may have been scuppered by a new discovery. Uh-oh. 
Titan is likely uninhabitable from its surface to its enormous subsurface ocean. A new paper in the journal Astrobiology reveals, you know, it's really tough to keep up on all these journals. This comes as scientists found that there simply aren't enough amino acids in Titan's ocean to sustain life. <laughs> Unfortunately, we will now need to be a little less optimistic when searching for erect, uh, erect, erect, <laughs> extraterrestrial life forms. What am I looking for uh, out there? Erectile what? <laughs> erectile life. <laughs> ET, phone home. This is the you party. Got some, you've got some explaining to do. <laughs> extraterrestrial <laughs> life forms within our own solar system, according to the uh, co-author of the, the study. And, uh, this is a professor at the University of Western Ontario. The scientific community has been very excited about finding life in icy worlds in, of, uh, you know, in our outer solar system. And uh, this finding suggests that we may be less likely than we previously assumed. Mm-hmm. Um, Titan is the largest moon of Saturn and the second largest moon in the entire solar system after uh, Jupiter's um, it's about 50% larger than Earth's moon with an atmosphere mostly made up of nitrogen, which would make noise when it goes over your um, your vocal cords, right? Yeah. And small amounts of methane and hydrogen. <laughs> and you know about methane. But anyway, yeah. I thought that was interesting. Cow so, yeah. 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 One step forward, two steps back. Sorry, Saturn. I have some information for smokers. Ready? Don't quit. Yeah, you need to quit. But even if you do quit, mm, smoking's effect on the immune system can last for years. The study people have done it again. They say smoking tobacco is so harmful to the body that it changes a person's immune system and it leaves people vulnerable to more disease and infection even years after they've quit. I believe it. I believe it. Well, there's incentive for people to quit. If it doesn't matter, it might as well smoke up. No, don't. Don't do it. Uh, But smoking rates, they say, have been declining since the 1960s. It's still the leading cause of uh, preventable death in the United States. More than 480,000 deaths attributed to smoking every year. And for a long time, healthcare providers have told smokers, this can lead to lung cancer, heart attack, stroke, etc. But a study published Wednesday in the journal Nature gives you yet another reason to quit. They say, the research shows how smoking decreases the body's ability to fight off infection immediately and over time, and may also put someone at risk of chronic diseases involving inflammation, like rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, these things. They say, stop smoking as soon as possible. Like if you ever Mama, needed Mama a reason, and Lori are asking, is it the tobacco or is it the additives? This is specifically smoking tobacco. It's the tobacco they're saying. It's the it's the old fashioned cigarette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But they're not they're not saying anything about additives. And uh, there was nothing mentioned about additives. Nothing mentioned about marijuana. Nothing mentioned about other. Uh, what is it? What are, what are they called? The um, vaping. No. Um. The other types of cigarettes. There are cloves or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. This is specifically tobacco. So a specialist in computational biology at uh, Institut Pasteur in Paris says, you got to stop smoking as soon as possible. The key message of this study, especially to youth, is that there seems to be a very significant interest for long-term immunity to never start smoking. They looked over time at blood samples from about a thousand healthy people from age 20 to 69, and they divided, it was divided equally between men and women right? They wanted to see 
how lifestyle, socioeconomic issues, dietary habits, age, gender, genetics, all of this affected immune response. So they looked at 136 different variables, and they exposed the blood samples to common germs like E. coli, the flu virus, and they measured the immune response. Smoking, body mass index, and latent infection caused by the herpes virus had the most impact, with smoking creating the biggest change. It had nearly the same impact on immune response as important factors like age or sex. It is considerable. When smokers in the study quit, their immune response got better at one level, but didn't completely recover for years. That according to one of the study's authors. The good news is it does begin to reset eventually. It's never a good time to start smoking, but if you're a smoker, the best time to stop is now. The study also found the more someone smoked, the more it changed their immune response. So even cutting down any amount is still good in terms of impact. Yeah, John's yeah. saying uh, probably not a great idea to put any kind of smoke in your lungs. No, I, I would think agree so. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Mo mentioning a high temperature. A lot, yeah, it's the chemical impact. And a lot of things in the body, it's um, if the body is exposed to certain things, like that's, you know, how that, that could trigger cancers, right? It's mm -hmm. having a negative um, impact over a certain amount of time. You never know. Some people, you know, it might you might be genetically, you know, less likely to get something, right? But yeah. take another person exposed to the exact same thing that may uh, trigger uh, some kind of uh, mutation or some kind of cancer in the body, right? Or maybe your immune system was would have been able to fight something off, but then it couldn't because you zapped right. out your immune system. But everybody's system. different. Everybody's yeah. different. But it's like, are you going to take that risk? And for me, mm -hmm. it's it's not worth the risk. You know, yeah. um, my grandma was a smoker for a long time and um, her sister was a smoker and she, she had, um, uh, I, I think she had cancer from the smoking. Um, yeah. It's just not worth it to me. I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't, I, you know, um, you know, people's like, oh, I think somebody in the chat was joking about like, oh, but I want to look cool. Um, mm. I don't think it looks cool. I think it looks stupid. When I see somebody smoking nowadays, I just think it looks stupid. Sorry. I think you look ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say I would try to like, <laughs> I try to think that I'm not super judgmental, but I do judge people when I see them smoking. Oh, we're judgy. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else I should be judging us for? For being tardy to our break. So we do oh. have a poll running. Uh, do okay. you want to um, ha do you want to see a newscast added to the after party? So it will you can be a short, very short, only one newscast. And my feelings will not be hurt if you don't want it. Yeah, currently the yeses have it at sixty five percent. No's are trailing at thirty five percent. So I'm I'll surprised. leave the poll. Okay. I'll leave the poll running all day uh, okay. as long as I, it'll allow me to have it. So um, mm -hmm. should we add news update to the after party, uh, like a brief one, like Kim mm -hmm. said, yes or no? Um, and then um, we'll take a break. We'll come back and maybe we'll do some entertainment news. We've been um, I like it. Let's putting it off for a while. Okay, okay, this is the After Party Live and we'll be right back. Okay. The After Party Live is underwritten by our audience. And without you, this show wouldn't be possible. If you can contribute $10, $15 or $20 a month, it would keep this party a rockin'. The PayPal link can be found in the About section of the YouTube channel or at the bottom of the show description. Any dollar amount is appreciated and it all adds up. On behalf of Kim and myself, Thank you for your consideration. Aloha, bitches. It's the After Party Live. Huge that thank you. Is. Yeah. Huge thank you to ongoing contributors Elizabeth R., Allison A., Janet W., and Harry M. Thank you very much. We really thank appreciate it. Yeah. Thank it's you. It's always um, really sweet and um, 
reassuring when I wake up to notifications that contributions have come in. Yay! Um, Woo! It's uh, yeah, it helps motivate. Uh, yeah. I think it motivates us to keep it going because you guys are showing support and we appreciate that. And big thanks to Cindy, who loves the relaxing stories. Cindy, we love you. Beth, happy birthday. Uh, thank you, Beth, for the nice message. You are loved as well. Wes, jumping in with $5. You're awesome. You're and all anonymous for Archie oh. for the $5. Nice. Meow. Look at that. Yeah. Thank you, Al. Yeah, thanks you're all you huge sodas in my mm -hmm. book. <laughs> You're huge, big soda, big soda, huge soda. Yeah. All right. Let us move on to entertainment news because I guess there was a, a guitar that was lost and now it's been found after a long time. Yeah. This story is um, about Paul McCartney and there he is. Wow. That's an old picture. Check that out. That's kind of cool. Um, so he had this um, bass guitar. It was called like the Hofner bass guitar. Mm -hmm. And it was lost a long time ago, like after, more than 50 years ago. And he's been reunited with this bass guitar that he bought in the early 1960s. It was stolen in the 70s, um, the, uh, the Beatles member confirmed uh, this week. Following the launch of last year's Lost uh, Bass uh, Project, uh, or Bass Project, sorry, mm -hmm. um, Paul's uh, guitar, which was stolen in 1972, was returned according to a brief statement on McCartney's website. The guitar has been authenticated. And Paul is incredibly grateful to all those involved. Oh. He bought the guitar, a left-handed left uh, Hofner mm -hmm. 500 uh, violin bass in, in Hamburg, Germany in 1961. It was his primary instrument throughout the early years of the Beatles run at the Top 10 Club in Liverpool's Cavern Club. Um, if you're in Liverpool, go check that out. It's pretty cool. Um, and on the early Beatles recordings until it became his backup when he got a new Hofner in 1963. Um but the, the bass went um, missing later that or years later. And in 2023, three lifelong Beatles fans set out to get it back. Yeah, this is a big he... mystery. Like this yeah. is kind of an, an investigation that was ongoing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, Nick Wass, a former marketing manager and electric guitar developer, mm -hmm. and husband uh, and wife team Scott and Naomi Jones, who were journalists, created the Lost um, uh, Bass Project to seek out leads and share updates on the search for the missing instrument. They they discovered in October that it had been stolen off a truck in London, London's Notting Hill neighborhood in 1972. Uh, it was something of a breakthrough, they explained, as it was previously believed that it had been stolen from the uh, Apple Corps headquarters on Seville Road in uh, January 1969 during the Get Back sessions, which culminated in the band's final live performance on the roof of the building. You've seen that probably and eventually led to their final mm -hmm. album, Let It Be. So that's pretty cool. Um, huge, huge thank you to the Lady Beatrice for the yeah. contribution, who says that's awesome that McCartney got his old guitar back. That must be with a good chunk, uh, worth a good chunk of change by now. I don't think yeah. he's selling it. I think he's keeping it. And I don't it. think he needs the money. No. <laughs> and Harry for $5. Love the show. Happy birthday to the kiddo. Harry, uh -huh. thank you. That's so nice. Appreciate it. I'll let him know you said so. Very cool. Uh, Wizard that. of Oz news. Wizard of Oz. There is a Wizard of Oz land that is coming to the Warner Brothers movie world. I've never been to the Warner Brothers movie world, but they've either. got some Where updates there. Um, it is Australia's Gold Coast region. Oh, uh -huh, the Warner Brothers movie world. It's part of a 40, $40 million upgrade. They've got this colorful new land set to replace the previous Arkham Asylum area 
and it's set to open in 2024. It's being touted as the world's first Wizard of Oz-themed land. Mm, cool, right? You have so, to go to Australia for it. You have to go to Oz. I don't yes, know. If you're spending all that money to go to the other side of the planet, would you go to a theme that? park? I said waste, but would you spend that <laughs> precious, expensive me, time going to like? Tell a me park how you like really this? feel. <laughs> well, if I was. Uh, oh, like my favorite movie ever was Wizard of Oz, yeah. or I was some type of super fan, or if I had kids, then we already spent a few days at the beach. Right. I don't know. There's so much. Or that to maybe see you're and there for there. a week or something. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I wouldn't not go. It doesn't not sound appealing. Yeah. I don't know, but you know, there's going to be a yellow brick road. There's going to be stunning sculptures. It's going to be cool. Are, are they going to require that you follow it? You're going to have to follow it, indeed. How do you not follow it? Yeah, come on. Um, but I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be good. They also have roller coasters. One's called the Flight of the Wicked Witch, and it's a suspended family coaster, sixty-two feet tall, with a thrilling top speed of forty-two miles an hour. There's another one called the Kansas Twister which they say offers exhilarating experiences with its two-track racing boomerang reaching heights of 72 feet and top speeds of 36 miles an hour. So uh, Beth saying, I've uh, been in Aussie land twice. No way I would waste a moment at a theme park. Oh, yeah, that's the, really? that's, that's the side I'm leaning on. Unless I was there mm -hmm. maybe long-term, you know, I have family there. Yeah. Maybe if I was visiting for a month or something. Right. Um, Wes saying Disney Hollywood Studios used to be called MGM Studios. In Florida, and uh, Wizard of Oz was part of the great movie ride. I think Disney sold it off. Have you been to Disney World? I've not. So I went once. I took my mom, and it was while it was right when they announced that um, ABC Disney was selling uh, uh, KGO Radio and the radio division of the company. Mm -hmm. And so we still had our silver pass, uh -huh. so we could take ourselves and three other people to any Disney park, unlimited outside of blackout periods, mm -hmm. with free parking and thirty percent off anything in the park, like food, wow. anything. That's so I'm like, you know what? Were happening. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, you know what? Let's. My mom wants to go to Disney World, and we went for like a week. And the one thing about the Hollywood Studios, I think it was still MGM Studios, maybe around that time. Yeah. Um, it was so run down. Oh, like they had not put money into it, and it was just kind of like it looked like the '80s. And I think they've they've re they've redone a lot of it now. But I just remember my my mom was like the the seats were all worn out, and it was like really old. Oh, and I was surprised because I'd never seen. Something That's at Disneyland that was run down. Anyway. Yeah. I probably I probably won't make my way here, but I think it's cool yeah. they have a Wizard of Oz land coming. You know, why not? Very cool. Um, you know who's also popular? Katy this Perry. Lady. Yeah. Katy Perry announced her last season on American Idol. Can I just say, oh, really? She's leaving? Yeah. Uh, can I just say it takes a lot of guts to show Sayonara, up suckers. to an event wearing a, <laughs> a silver bra, a gold lame metallic bra. Right. You know? Like, like gold tinfoil. Well done with the kind of like the tinfoil they they used at um at uh, Chipotle, like golden yeah. tinfoil. <laughs> yeah, that is. I'll take one Katy Perry to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people would. Uh, season 22 of American Idol will be the last for Katy Perry. She appeared on Jimmy Kimmel on Monday to reveal the news. This fall, this September, she says I'm going to be doing this huge music festival in Brazil called Rock in Rio. It's really exciting. It's a big deal for people all over the world, especially my Brazilian fans. So I think this will probably be my last season for Idol. She's been a judge alongside Lionel Richie and Luke Bryan since 2018. And I do think this incarnation is the best in terms of a panel of judges. Mm -hmm. I haven't watched 
I don't think I watched last season, but my mom's really big into American Idol. And so I'd watch with her um, when I'm visiting. And I, they have really great chemistry. Like they, they are entertaining without being nasty. Mm -hmm. And they are the critical. They kind of like uh, deliver the S sandwich that you talk about yeah. all the time. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, say something nice, put the criticism in the middle and then mm -hmm. say something nice. And yeah. um, it's, it's kind of, I, I think it's a more positive, uplifting um, uh, incarnation of American Idol, don't you think? Than the, mm -hmm. the Simon Cowell tear people down, yeah. you know, be nasty so, for a laugh. Julie is a singer. She's uh, mm -hmm. also a musician, but she she's got a great voice and she does enjoy watching American Idol. So sometimes we'll watch it together. There was a season a couple uh, iterations ago where we watched it together. And I like Katy Perry on this show. I think she does a yeah. great job. She's so, very positive yeah. and um, she does a good job of encouraging people. And mm -hmm. there's cute moments like when she has a crush on like there'll be like a younger guy that comes on who's like, mm -hmm. you know, has model looks. And you can tell that she's like kind of getting excited. <laughs> I think most of that was before she got married. Yeah. <laughs> but you're allowed to live. You know who else I really like is Dolly Parton. And I've oh, not yeah. made any secrets about Speaking this. Speaking of kind people. She's so kind. I love that she puts her money into childhood literacy. Uh, I love that she put her money into creating a vaccine during the pandemic. She's just good people. I'm not necessarily a country music fan, although I do like Dolly Parton's music. I love Jolene and I Will Always Love You, the songs that she's written, even if she didn't sing them herself. Right. She's, you know, I might not get into the whole, I don't know, big blonde hair, big boobs thing, but just on a personal level, yeah. I like her and she's kind. But she's, and she's funny generous. about it. And she's camp about totally. it. And she, she's self-effacing and yes. um, she knows yeah. she's in on the joke. Yeah. Um, and so at her birthday party, as we have covered recently, Elle King, uh, who I think is the daughter of Rob Schneider, right? Yeah, uh, Schneider, yeah. Yeah, Schneider. She was invited to sing. Not Michael Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not that Schneider. At Dolly Parton's 78th birthday event in Nashville last month, Elle King is invited to sing. Right. And she gets up on stage and she's rip-roaring drunk. And she can't yeah. remember the words to the Dolly Parton song. And she's stumbling around and she's screaming at the crowd, you're not getting your money back. And no, no, no. It's, it's ugly, yeah. right? It's very trashy. And here's what's not trashy. Dolly Parton, who <laughs> says... Elle is a really great artist. She's a great girl. And she's been and through and going through hard times lately. She just had a little too much to drink. So let's forgive that and forget it Aww. and move on. Because she Dolly. felt, Dolly said, Elle felt worse than anyone ever could. And so we're just going to forgive it and forget it. And we're just going to move on. And you know what? If Dolly says that, I'm, I'm on board. Absolutely. Yeah, she's a total yeah. sweetheart. You imagine like being humiliating yourself like that and then having Dolly Parton saying, you know what? She just had a little too much to drink, going through a rough time, move on. Yeah. That's it. And when you're that famous, you mm -hmm. don't have to be nice to people. And she is. She's She is. And she didn't have to say that. And she could have been offended, you know, that her birthday celebration was marred. And instead, yeah. she supports a young artist who maybe needs a little love right now. Remember, we played that audio or the video of the, of the, the guy who um, I think he had a... Uh, incurable disease remember and she called to wish him a happy oh, birthday yeah, yeah yeah she didn't have to do that she like didn't. you know mm -mm. She, she's a good person she's know. wonderful yeah yeah Love me well let's dolly. go from a wonderful person to <laughs> jeff bezos 
Jeff Bezos will save over 600 million in taxes by moving to Miami. All I can see when speaking of judgy, all I can see when I look in this at this picture is nipples. No, nipples <laughs> no, that be careful. are like this is Mark they're Thompson's pointing friend. in different directions. <laughs> this is Mark's friend. <laughs> Why am I looking at nipples? <laughs> nipples McGee over there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> be careful. <laughs> Jeff Bezos two billion stock uh, stock sale last week came with an added perk: no state taxes. Last year, Bezos announced on Instagram that he was leaving Seattle after nearly 30 years to move to Miami. He said the move was to be closer to his parents and to rocket uh, rocket launches at Blue Origin. The timing also suggested another reason. Let's be honest. Taxes. In 2022, Washington state imposed a new 7% capital gains tax on top of stocks and bonds of more than $250,000. Washington state doesn't have a personal income tax, so the new levy marked the first time that Bezos would face state taxes on his stock sales. Starting in 1998, Bezos sold billions of dollars worth of Amazon shares almost every year for more than two decades to fund his philanthropy. Um, his space company, Blue Origin, and mo most recently his $500 million mega yacht and growing collection of mansions. <laughs> Can you imagine being able to say I have a growing, <laughs> growing collection of mansions uh, purchased with his fi fiance and uh, former uh, Mark Thompson uh, colleague, Lauren Sanchez. In 2022, when the tax took effect, Bezos stopped selling. He didn't sell any Amazon stock in 2022 or 2023. So we know what's going on, right? Gifting only 200 million of shares uh, at the end of last year. Um, after his move to Miami, Bezos made up for last, lost time last week. A filing with the SEC revealed that Bezos launched a pre-scheduled stock selling plan to unload, you got it, 50 million shares before January 31st, 2025. And at that price, that would be more than $8.7 billion. Florida has no state income tax or tax on capital gains. So we can see why he made that decision. It made that decision yeah. pretty easy. <laughs> I don't know. The comments, the, I love our people. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. Oh, do we have time for more? Or is this, is have we yeah, come to we the end of our road? Go. We have like okay. seven, eight, nine more minutes. Oh, look um, at us go. All right. Yeah. Well then, let me talk about the latest meat substitute. We've talked about meat substitutes before and this one i have to say does not look appetizing you remember when they had pink slime yeah that was kind of like the way they processed like, real meat kind of like the controversy over yeah yeah well this one reminds me of meat of pink slime it looks a little funky right it's called yeah it's called beef rice it's lab it looks grown like, looks more like brain rice it's not. It's beef rice. And scientists that developed it say, you know what? This lab-grown beef rice tastes pleasant. It's a novel flavor experience. They're trying to create sustainable products that replace meat. A novel endeavor, right? And it's not made from people. No, no it's not. Snot. Okay, just checking. Researchers at universities and startup companies have spent a lot of money trying to come up with fake chicken, fake beef, fake fish, yeah. even extinct woolly mammoths. Somebody tried to create that as well. Or you can think um, of it as a replacement. I mean, it's like it doesn't have to be considered like fake. It's just an alternative. Like if you don't yeah. want to eat it, like I've had Beyond Burger and I've had the Beyond Tacos at Del Taco. And because of yeah. the way they seasoning season it, you can't tell. Right. You, you can tell with this one. This mm -hmm. group of scientists decided to sidestep making 
fake like you know that the substance would be exactly like a meat substance right so the texture would be the same they went completely in a different direction and they made a new dish it's beef rice grown from lab cultures cultured cow fat cells Mm, like grandma used to make (laughs) just like it's synthetic meat grain meals um it's the pink globule the consumer says it's a unique blend of aroma including slight nuttiness and umami that Mm -hmm. is often associated with meat uh, they tried it with various accompaniments. It pels, pairs well with a range of dishes, I guess. But they detailed the, pro- the process of making this beef rice in the, uh, the new paper Matter. It's called Matter. Uh, before unleashing this concoction, the team first slathered regular rice grains with fish gelatin and injected them with lab-grown muscle and fat stem cells. The result was then uh, cultured anywhere from 9 to 11 days before st- being steamed for dinner. Let me tell you it again, okay? So you take regular rice grain, you slather it with fish gelatin, and then you inject it with lab-grown muscle and fat stem cells. And then you grow it for 9 to 11 days, and then you steam it before you eat it. You want that? Mm-mm. Not really. West saying, sure? if you see how much uh, most lunch meat is processed, it's pink slime. Look up, look up how they make homemade bologna. Uh, Barf. Bologna. No, thank you. Bologna. Just depending on meat to fat cell ratios, test tastes yielded different scents and taste palettes. Higher muscular contents gave hints of meat and almond. Almond is my mom's favorite word almond, while fattier variants offered notes of cream, butter, and coconut oil. Do Heather though, will try it. Why not? Yeah. Might be fine. Okay. You want some Might beef be. rice? Get some, some pink slime beef, ri- beef rice? Uh, due to the altered chemical compositions, the rice generally proved firmer and more brittle than standard grain. The new dish also contains 8% more protein and 7% more fat than naturally grown sourced rice. So, uh, <laughs> they say it has a smaller carbon footprint, right? Beef rice. Yeah. It's a fraction of the price. So, maybe they're on the right track. Maybe it's not about recreating meat. Maybe it's about creating a new food that has protein, that has a smaller carbon right. footprint, that is more sustainable. And that we doesn't just have, have Kim to, marketing it. We just have to wrap our potatoes around Mr. Organic saying, it. you nasty, not umami. <laughs> you nasty. <laughs> and Lori makes a good point. We should be precise. Lab-grown meat cells is not fake meat. This is not lab-grown real meat cells. Lab-grown yeah. meat cells uh, is identical cells to live animal-grown meat. Yeah. Uh, so this is an alternative to meat. Well, they used fat cells and stem cells from cows. But it's not meat. No, it's something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So we should be precise. They say, well, it doesn't exactly replicate the taste of beef. It offers a pleasant and novel flavor experience. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if they keep going with this a one. novel experience. And maybe after you're done eating, you'll have a, a different novel experience. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> no. We'll find out. Um, so that's your, uh, yeah, that's your uh, alternative meat update. 
Uh, this story I found kind of funny. Um, you're I'm familiar with this, this. I'm in city, love with right? this story. Yes. Now in the Bay Area, it said it's pronounced differently here in the Bay Area than in, uh, in New Hampshire. So here we say Concord. 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 I've heard people do commercials that are you know go to the hundred hun Concord. No, it's Concord. Yeah. That's like San Rafael. There yeah. are a lot of commercials that ran Incorrect. on KJO. San Rafael. And then I would put in um, a, 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 an email to production and be like, and they're like, yeah, we know, but it's these, a lot of these commercials, they're, they're, you know, they're created by voiceover people, right? you know, on the other side of the country. And yeah. it takes a long time to get it through the chain. And then, and then as soon as you get it fixed, there's like a new ad campaign. They're like, yeah. San Rafael no. in uh, Marin, Marin County. <laughs> it's not Concord. It's Concord. Yeah. Concord. And so, um, yeah, go ahead. Carry on. Yeah. Um, a state lawmaker in New Hampshire uh, is promoting a bill that would give the state an official mm. pronunciation for the name of its capital city. Concord. Concord. Mm -hmm. <laughs> state mm -hmm. Representative Eric Gallagher of Concord appeared before the House Executive Department's and Administration Committee on Tuesday to discuss his proposal uh, that an official international phonetic alphabet pronunciation for Concord be instated alongside the official state animal, state uh, sport, and other state symbols. Gallagher, whose preferred pronunciation resembles the word Concord, Concord, ran into some opposition from a different representative who asked Gallagher uh, if he had run his proposal near or past the old Yankee folks whose pronunciation of the city name is closer to Concord, Concord, eh? Mm -mm. I'll tell you more of a, like a Kennedy, Concord. I'll tell you, I'm fearful that some, uh, some people may be offended if we mandate a specific pronunciation that doesn't jibe with their heritage. Gallagher responded that the official pronunciation would only be a symbol, not a mandate. Even though the state fruit is a pumpkin, you can still grow other fruits besides pumpkins. I think this is kind of a weak analogy. I don't know mm -hmm. what you think, Kim. Which I'm sure our apple growers appreciate. Gallagher admitted his bill addresses a minor issue, but argued yeah. it was no less trivial than having an official state fruit. I don't know. What, I, are you going gonna, gonna to mandate the pronunciation of everything? What about I street love, names? We, what were those streets in the Bay Area uh, that have different? It's the same spelling with a different name. Oh, um, that are always on the traffic is, reports. Yeah, there's one in Novato. It's called Ignacio. Right. And there's one in uh, the Walnut Creek area called Ignacio. Right. And they're very different. And depending, even if they're someone's they're in Miranda, the same, they right? say Ignacio, they're di spelled differently. The one oh, in the East Bay has a Y. The one in the in Novato has an I. So okay. they're spelled differently. But people screw up. If you're from the East Bay, you would come and you'd say Ignacio. Right. right. If you're from the Mar I once missed the first time I ever said I was over doing traffic over flying in the KGO jet copter and I was just working with Stan Burford just and just traffic. traffic this time. And I said, um, Ignacio. And he goes, you're from the North Bay, aren't you? And I said, yeah, how'd you know? And he goes, because in, in the North Bay, it's Ignacio in the East Bay, it's Ignacio. So you got to get it different. But people are very particular, even, you know, when you pronounce something in, in a newscast. If you say, put an S on the end of Sierra, mm. the, say the Sierras instead of the Sierra, the Sierras the people Sierra. will call the newsroom and say, you buffoon, it's the Sierra, not the Sierras. If you right. get the name of a street wrong and they happen to live there, know something about it, people will get, they, people are very strong, strongly opinionated about the way things ought to be pronounced. You know what, what else would lead to phone calls at, at KGO? What? 
if you um, offered your own opinion on the radio, oh. <laughs> I noticed that. Did you notice that? Like if you no. offered an opinion, wow, dude, yeah. watch out. But what I what I noticed about this story is that they want to do a a you know an official pronouncer, right? But they can't agree on what the pronouncer should be, right? Which should tell you something, right? Right? Is it conquered? Is it conquered? Like what is the pronouncer that you want? That's like saying and that people even from the they south can't agree with it. People from the south have to pronounce the name of their cities or states or whatever the way that somebody in the north does. That doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. Yeah. Um, but that, uh, I think, was a funny story, and I think that's a good way to end today's show. Oh, okay. Well, listen, you guys, have a great President's Weekend, President's Day week, holiday weekend. You know, President's Day is a great time to buy a mattress. I can't tell you how <laughs> many years that, that I've, I've spent doing mattress ads on President's Day. For I the first I don't time... align my mattress purchasing with a holiday. <laughs> I just buy the mattress when I need the mattress. A car, a mattress, what else do you buy on President's Day? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, nothing says we love a president like a mattress. Hmm. On president, isn't it interesting that on the President's Day weekend we had this breaking news about Trump and the three hundred fifty-five million dollar uh, judgment against him? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think it's a coincidence that they uh, flew it up the flagpole on a Friday. But uh, we want to thank our ongoing contributors. You have that list, right? Kim? I do. Um, but before I do, can I just say, in addition to everything else, that the judge in this case also knocked Trump for his valuation of Mar-a-Lago. And that's something I didn't say earlier, is that he chided uh, Trump for claiming that the Florida resort was worth more than a billion dollars. And so that's something else that came out in this case. But uh, I digress. And I would like to thank our ongoing contributors. And they do include Elizabeth R., Allison A., Janet W., and Harry M. And thank you guys also for all of the con- contributions to the show today from Cindy to Beth uh, to Wes, Anonymous. Harry M. again, love ya. Lady Beatrice, too. Uh, love you guys as well. All of you, thank you so much for contributing to the show. So have a great weekend, and we will have some great, fresh, new content uh, to roll again. Uh, is that Wes again with another $5? Wow. Thanks, Wes. Wow, Double thank donations. You, Wes. Wes doubling down on his love for the show. Thank you. Uh, have a good that. weekend. We'll see you. Well, we won't see you, but we'll be here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday with in the fresh chat. shows and um, great content. So we hope you make it back for that. All right. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.